This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and as a second lockdown looms, Albert emerges from the shadows once more to join Eskiff in building this up to Leeds' visit to Sellers Park for a first Premier League meeting between the two sides in almost 22 years. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yes, 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 everyone. So, Albert, you're back. Um, you didn't even tell us where you went last week. Mother-in-law's birthday, mate. Really? Some Sometimes you just got to, just you know, Do them. get that stuff done, aren't you? You just got to say to the mother-in-law. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. We went to a restaurant where you get put in like. Have you been on the? Have you been on the? I nearly called it the Millennium Eye. Have you been on the London Eye? Yes. Well, imagine one of those pods half the size with a dining table in it, and you're in a, a garden, freezing cold, with like no atmosphere inside the pod, and people are like bringing you quite good food. To be fair, through a little window. Sounds like a very strange, a shit early two thousands reality TV show. It was a bit. <laughs> As it was a, there was a show like that. A good come dine with me, but like in my garden kind of thing. Definitely. What was the one where Richard Blackmore wanked off a pig? <laughs> wasn't wasn't that a Black Mirror episode? Uh, I'll look it up. Somebody definitely had to wank off a pig. <laughs> well, unsurprisingly, Albert remembers that. Skiff, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. great. Uh, thank you very much, Albert. Who who? Obviously, wasn't here last week. Turned up this week, and then uh, had us play. Guess what I'm eating. So that was a great start to the evening. I wasn't could it? have played. Guess what animal I'm wanking off. <laughs> the answer would have been the yeah. same. And mind you, if you would have... the jokes on you, it's me. If you would have rubbed that pickle chili, it would have probably sounded pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you have just reminded me that I do need to wash my hands thoroughly before I go to bed tonight. No, you need to rub your eyes first. I think. I did that a couple of weeks ago. It was terrible. Mm, okay, right. Well, first, I'm Dad, gasping. I'm thirsty. 
I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm gonna leave you three to it, man. So I finally got round to drinking my saturated in Idaho Seven, which is a DIPA. It's eight percent, Albert. Eight percent. And you'd be pleased to know this can doesn't come with any ridiculous blurb. I looked everywhere for one. It's just not on there. Well, it's an improvement, mate. It is an improvement, and it is a lovely. Can you can you give us a description in the sort of wanky terms yeah, that you have on you, the Yeah, you've been tasked with writing the blurb. Um, it's hoppy. I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just very hoppy and very strong. It's eight percent. Mm, yeasty. Put that on your can. Mm, mm, yeasty. <laughs> Put that on your can. Yeah. Um, you went and got a beer, Albert. I did. Uh, you know, I, I got a topical beer. I got uh, the king of beers, the Budweiser. Yeah, what happened to that like box of beer you ordered that time and then got loads of fancy ones? It was a one, once in a lifetime event. Uh, well, that was a gift to the wife from someone. Uh, I think there's still a couple of gnarly bottles rattling around the back of the fridge, <laughs> but they look very suspect. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe next week I'll um, I'll humour you and. And see what it is. Um, ask if you what was it? A glass of wine? Must watching the election. Uh, I have been on the wine this week, but I'm drinking water. Mm. How uninspiring! As always. I mean, lockdown starting now. You got to get back on the beers with everyone else. Okay. I've got. I mean, I've got bud in the fridge. I just can't be bothered to go down. See, Albert is more motivated to go and get his beer. I can't be bothered, so I'll have water. Okay. Um... We're going to start this week talking about this headline of Brighton ace Neil Morpé. Neil is such a shit name, by the way. Was axed from the squad to face Tottenham due to concerns over the Frenchman's inflated ego. With manager Graham Potter keen to put him in his place despite having no other recognised striker. Um, uh, Heskiff, does he have an inflated ego? What, the guy that shushed the family stand? (laughs) Uh, and then did the crying eyes to a empty stand uh, during lockdown. And, and uh, I need, uh, I I need to, to give away an injury time penalty. <laughs> um, that that's probably the highlight of my season, to be honest. Um, the, the like the gif of him doing the crying eyes cut to uh, uh, you know his face when the penalty is given, when he's sort of staring into space and realizing that his life's an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was a brilliant. I thought it was a brilliant story to come out because I mean, I thought he was a twat anyway. Um, whether he plays for Brighton or not, I thought he was a twat. But it's nice to know that even the soppy PE teacher thinks he mm. is as well. Nice, nice. I went on to the Brighton forum, and a lot of them referring to him as Biggie Billy Big Bollocks. So um, yeah, it's kind of mixed feelings about him over there. But um, I mean, he's French Hesketh, so what do you expect, right? No, I've disowned him. You don't count. Uh, So he's probably going to have to do some apologising, a bit like Wada had to do some apologising to Mamadou Sakho today. Um, That's the anti-doping agency, for those who don't know. Um, They've said, we accept that Mr Sakho did not breach the UEFA anti-doping regulations, did not cheat, had no intention of gaining any advantage, and acted in good faith. Now, this refers back to a 2016 incident (laughs) where... um, he failed a test, I think it was after a Europa League game, uh, but it was all all legit and above board and wasn't a banned substance and he was taking it for genuine uh, 
dieting reasons, I believe it was. And um, yeah, they said that they now believe he wasn't cheating and they've had to pay him severe damages, saying we regret the damage, the defamatory con- allegations caused Mr. Sacco's reputation and the distress and embarrassment caused to him. Now, Albert, these um, tablets he was taking, dieting pills, mate, uh why does it well yeah i mean it seems weird that a professional foot and I, I'm, this isn't me like going all wider and casting aspersions but it seems that, that, that uh, it seems odd that uh, a professional sports person needs to take diet pills he's a big lad though isn't he you you, you can see him going all neil shipley when he retires oh hang on It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be taking you to court. Say, mate. Way. You better lawyer up, Guy. Wait, wait. Not all the way, Shifley. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. Um, you've thrown me. What were we talking about? Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Partway, Shifley. Should we say Jamie Pollock instead? No. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Don't compare him to Shifley. <laughs> hmm. Although, Heskiff, it says it didn't intend to cheat. I mean, um, what was that? What was the game where he gave away all those goals? If, if that's him trying to cheat, I to think what else is going I'm going to have to move on from this. It's killed me. Anyway, it's good that he's been, uh, he's in the clear. He's in the clear. Exactly. The clear. Definitely will not turn into Neil Shipley. Great work. Oh, Again. <laughs> We've had some stadium development news come out. Um, a briefing. Oh, wait, no, sorry. So this is basically saying that a lot, a lot's been agreed effectively on um, replacing the housing. Sadiq Khan's given planning permission. Um, bus stops have been agreed. Uh, it'll be three hundred fifty thousand pound in improvement, things like that. So, but there's still a lot of way to go. However, what was Quite amusing was this was a story on uh, Inside Croydon. <laughs> and of course, our very own uh, back of the nest, Chris Clark, is a Labour councillor. And it said in this article a briefing on the project for councillors will take place at tomorrow night's planning committee, due to be chaired by the utterly impartial Chris Clark, or at Chris Clark CPFC, as he is known on Twitter, pointing to a picture of him wearing a Crystal Palace face mask. <laughs> Uh, which was highly and now Heskiff obviously this seems like it, it's unfair in terms of uh, you know he clearly has an interest in this but he's assured me that um, the decision's already been taken by the office, officers to have him as the chair he's literally doing nothing other than just calling the officer to speak about what's been agreed and then invite any councillors who may have questions to speak but um, he's been getting boss, boss pointing boss pointing a gun at them <laughs> He's been getting a little bit of abuse. This is good, isn't it? You will do this. I mean, Chris is the least scariest person in the world, so I'm I'm not sure that would really deter people, but there you go. But he's got a bit of abuse today, hasn't he? What's happened? Nick Nick Gillard wasn't having any of it. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so still Sainsbury's, we've got to negotiate with them over the car park uh, to make, I don't know, our fan zone bigger, I guess. Um, so yeah there's still some way to go there and then we're going to have to get planning permission to actually build the new houses um, which you know it's, it's not an easy thing to do especially if you start crossing over boroughs and things which you can do very quickly in Crystal Palace and Norwood so still a way to go on that now Heskiff the main stand could it could mm. 
be named after Wilfred Zaha. It's a le- legitimate shout, you know, especially if it takes a few more years to build. By that point, he would have solidified, especially as he, if he's still here. But um, for Wilfred Zaha, it's on to the next one because he's joined the Rock Nation Sports in an attempt to, to finally seal a move away to a Champions League club. According to, according to his lyrics, Jay-Z says, I can sell ice in the winter. I can sell fire in hell. I'm a hustler, baby. I'll sell water to a whale. So if anyone, so if anyone can get a move, it's, it's going to be Asian years old. <laughs> but Albert, <laughs> Albert. Um, as, long as, he, as long as he brings Beyonce, that's Well, fun, yeah, it'd be a good show. Now, Albert, is there any truth in the rumours that Jay-Z opened his meeting with Wilfred Zaha by saying, I've got 99 problems, but Parrish ain't one? Probably not. <laughs> Was it even at the meeting? Probably not. Um, yeah, I didn't know that Jay Z had a, a sports branch of, of uh, you know, his commercial ventures. But I mean, it's it just mean it's more likely that Will's going to leave. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, chuff for him because it's all about you know, it's all motivated by essentially wanting to leave the club, which he's perfectly within his rights to do. And I wish him well, whatever happens. But. I can't sit here and punch the air that Wilf's got a new agent. Well, Hesk, if you were saying that Nathan Ferguson's always uh, also with Rock Nation. Yeah, and he got his dream move, didn't he? So um, I think what they're going to do is say, look, we spoke to Nathan. He said the best club in the world is Palace. <laughs> so you're not going anywhere. Pipe down. You're doing well. And we'll name the stand after or, you. Or do you reckon Wilf can be in his ear saying, look, Jay... P. Diddy was once linked with buying us. <laughs> how how about you yeah. um, finally um, fulfil the dream of all Palace fans to have a major hip-hop artist run the club and um, he could take us to Champions League glory himself? I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. I think Wolf can probably be quite persuasive, can't he? Why wouldn't you, if you're a multi-million uh, selling artist with loads and loads of money burning... Uh, a hole in your pocket, not want to go to Fortney. And I don't know if, you know, he does have a song on the blueprint called Takeover. So I don't know if that's a little bit of premonition. If that, I don't know if that's like a a sign that it might happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pub. That's very good knowledge from you, Albert. I wouldn't have expected that from you, mate. Yeah, quite fond of that album. Pub- public service announcement. Jay-Z has taken over Palace. <laughs> and he's got a blueprint for the club. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Hmm. Maybe it'd be suited more to buying Paris Saint Germain, but I mean, <laughs> there you go. Um, Albert Jairo Riedewald, player of the month. Discuss. True. <laughs> Deserved. Next question. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, what else has happened of note apart from Jairo Riedewald coming in and looking a bit of a boss in the middle of the park? Mm. Uh, I to the point where I'm only really considering it now, but I am really struggling to think of an alternative. I mean, it would only uh, Wilf would be the only other option, I guess. Mate, mate, yeah. Maybe Vicente. Um, he's pulled off some good saves in this period. Uh, but Wilf gets it un- unless unless there is someone like another like obvious candidate. Wilf just gets it by default because because he's Wilf. Because he's Wilf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is well. Yeah. Um, Heskiff, arguably off the back of his worst performance 
this this season. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that I watched. They did an interview with him uh, about winning the winning the award, and one of the clips I showed was him. To be fair, part, hitting a really good pass to to Wolf against Wolves, but I did think when I saw that, well, he wasn't all that good against Wolves. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with Albert. I, I mean, I voted for him on on the website. I think he's been he's been brilliant, um, and it's good to see a what he can do now that he's playing in the position that we know he should be, and b that he's you know like came out of the team for a bit and came straight back in when he was available. So. Um, it's good to to see that Roy finally seems to have gotten round to to our way of thinking. Yeah, it'll be interesting to. Um, well, I mean, we'll get into Luca being suspended and stuff like that. So he's 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 going to keep his place for at least a few more games, assuming he stays fit. So it'll be interesting to see how he does then. Um, let's get start getting into Leeds. So we've only lot we've only won one of the last eight against Leeds in all competitions. So not our. Um, Best opponents, but can you can you remember Heskiff and Albert? We the last win was a one nil win at Sellers. Neil Dan scored in the second minute. Um, bonus points for if you can remember anything else in that game. Some yes, was ah uh, was there a, a a goal? I've got pictures of Danny Mills in my head, but I don't know if Danny was there a goal that was wasn't given that was clearly over the line a free kick or something no i think so this was um I, I don't even know if neil dan's actually is officially awarded with this goal or not in the records i think actually if you go and dig i think it's actually a jermaine easter goal because it deflected off easter um if i remember rightly but yes um he neil dan's also sent off in this game later in the game so that was the that was your bonus point that you could get i don't remember a free kick being over the line I think that we scored a goal that wasn't given in a cup game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, that that feels that feels that was a, more like what I'm remembering. I, I think we lost two one, uh, and that would have equalised. Yeah, maybe. I think that was. But Leeds, Leeds were still fairly big time in my head. Yeah, Harry Kiel scored that in game. that game. Yeah, yeah, Harry yeah. Kiel's game. Yeah, fucking hell, there we go. Right, yeah. but the, on, on the flip of them being big time, I went up to see Palace lose at Ellen Road. And uh, Jerome Thomas played for them in that game. Do you remember how shit he was for Palace? And he absolutely ran the game. Yeah. Uh, and then he signed for Palace uh, and was awful. Then uh, Jimmy Kebe ran a game against us as well for Reading once. Oh God! Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he also ran. He also ran down the escalator at London Bridge, but passed me when he was supposed to be injured. So. Oh. That's probably the highlight of Jimmy Kebe's And he career. got his kitchen done at IKEA in Wembley because when I was inquiring about a kitchen, wearing a palace top, someone went, oh, one of your players in here last week. So who's that? They're like, Jimmy Kebe. I was like, he's not a palace player, mate. He yeah, he don't count. Don't count, mate. Mm-hmm. Run, runs good at the poker table, I hear. But, um, a little poker joke for all you poker lovers out there. Right. But we're not we're not offered this game yet. Someone needs to, you need to get the starting 11 between the two of you. So you've got a freebie because I've told you it was Neil Dance. Okay, what are we doing? Round robin? Goalkeeper. Oh, Albert, you can have the goalkeeper. Thanks. Oh, you want me to name the goalkeeper? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's got to be Speroni, isn't it? Correct. Right back, Heskiff. Oh, God. When was this? 2011. Oh, it wasn't like... Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
That's before Wardy. David Wright. Did he play? Um, David Wright did no, play. No, hang on. It would have been Clyde. Yay. <laughs> uh, good. Right. One of the two centre-backs then, Albert. Ah, uh, Christ. Uh Paddy McCarthy. Correct. Oh, look, he's on fire. Two out of two. Let's give the other centre-back. Um, I think it was the guy that should have won Player of the Year. You, you, you're correct. You guys uh, are on uh, fire. Pardner, Anthony Gardner. Yes. Well done. Very good. Albert, two left-back. Left-back. Oh, uh, this is a gamble. It's, oh, it's one of two. I'm going to go for the more obvious one. Clint Hill? No, he'd, he'd gone by this point. He'd gone so. by then. So was it Matty Lawrence? No. No, you're too, oh, you're too, you're too early. You're too early. Go, go on, come in for the steal. Dean Moxie. It was Dean Moxie. Hey. Okay, so then you've got the midfielders, the two, uh, two of them anyway, because you've said David Wright and Neil Dan's obviously scored the goal. So, um, Albert, you can redeem yourself with the other midfielder. Thought we were playing four three three. Yes. Oh, then it well, was. yeah. So yeah, I would mm. say yeah. It wasn't who I would have said then. Oh. We might have been playing four four two with Dan's on one wing. To be fair. Mm. So this guy's this guy. It was a centre midfielder, uh, like you know, sitting deep centre midfielder. Unless it was unless he was playing Peter Brown. Oh, hang on now. Unless he was playing Peter Brown. See, my my head instantly went to, I was going to say Sean Scannell, but then you said it's a centre midfielder, so it's obviously not him. And was it 2011? Yeah. And it's David, so far it's David Wright, Neil <laughs> Dans. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, this, guy, this guy might have um, tried to take some of Mamadou Sacco's diet pills, yeah. to be honest. I know who this is now. Was it me? <laughs> It was Albert Curley. <laughs> <laughs> a, f- a fatty Bombatti in the central midfield. No, I've got nothing. Another steal coming in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Correct. Uh, Heskiff did Se- the... Uh, several KGs, <laughs> I like to call yeah. it. <laughs> the, other, the other wing is a gimme, Heskiff. Hang on, it was 4-3-3 a minute ago. Well, I don't know. I did say it might have been four four two with Neil Dans playing one side. Well, just I mean, because I assume he plays in every game after his debut, I'm going to go for Wilf. Yes, it's Wilf. One of two players in that lineup still still playing. Three in the lineup who's still with the club. If you count Paddy McCarthy, is, is he still on the books as a player? Oh, he probably is. Isn't he? He's now the longest serving after Brian Innes was let go. <laughs> right now, you've got two strikers to choose from, Albert. You've already said Jermaine Easter, haven't you? Yeah. So, Jermaine Easter. Okay. Good. Oh, so yeah. I was going to go uh, James Vaughan. Oh, James Vaughan. James Vaughan did play in this game, but off the bench, didn't start. Oh. Who else was playing for us then? It's annoying because it's it's like just before you know, like the promotion team. You'll remember all of the promotion team. Uh, uh, what was the name of that um, fucking guy who played for Ipswich? Well, if you remember, oh, uh, Pablo 
Pablo no. Canago. No, 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 it wasn't. Not, not him. Um, I think Steph- he'd gone by this point. There you go, Stephanie. Stephanie Everson. Oh, that's a shout. Yeah, that is a shout. Yeah, because um, Everson came in in the January, didn't he? I think didn't Cunago go in the uh, at the end of December or something? He go. He yeah. went back, and then we got Everson in. Cunyago is one of those players that for years and years and years and years, you're like, oh, I really wish he played for Palace. Really wish he played <laughs> and then for he Palace. Did. I'd love him to play for Palace. And then like eight years later, it's like, oh, we got him. Oh, he's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him, him and then Adam Lee tearing it up at Ipswich and then coming to oh. Palace. And, um, but didn't he like, um, how many did he score? I remember he scored away at Middlesbrough when we lost. Cunyago. Yeah. He can't, he, he can't have scored more than four. No, no, nowhere near. Yeah, like no, like nowhere. May, near. May, maybe two. Maybe yeah. two. Well, we know it's one. We know it's not more than four. That only leaves <laughs> two and three. Uh, um, give me one second. It's two. Two. Okay. So he's scored. I'm sure he scored, and we lost at Middlesbrough. Did he? Really scrambled goal. I seem to remember against Middlesbrough. I, he scored against. He scored against Doncaster at home. Uh, let me check. It. Let me check. I'm not making that up because I'm pretty sure we did. It... And how we celebrated? Uh, <laughs> we went. We went wild. Yeah. Eight uh, years. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There we go. Doncaster. Doncaster at home. Good I have. No, I have no idea how I remember that because he he was not a memorable player at all, was he? Well, mm, no, other than being excited when he came in, no. What a weird time! What a weird time that was to be a Palace fan. That like two that 2010-11 season was very very bizarre. Yeah, it was strange. Especially season. considering how fit, how good we were like not that long afterwards. Well, I mean, if you look at that team, as what well, is only only a couple stayed really. It was a complete rebuild. So Sproni, Moxie, KG, and Zaha, and then outside that, everyone else is gone pretty much. Yeah. Easter hung around a little bit, but I think was then gone. Everson, Neil Dan's obviously pissed off to Leicester, didn't he? And then immediately come back and scored against us. Twat. Um, I was really, I was really gutted, Albert. I was trying to rip one of his songs off of YouTube, but couldn't get it to work in a few minutes before the game. Summer flowers, I hope. Um, I don't know. This That's was one of the early about- ones, mate. That's a deep cut. <laughs> was something to do with keeping your head up or something. It even had a video on YouTube. It might was have been it the about, worst video. Was, is that the one about headbutting Graham Dorans? <laughs> no, not that one. Didn't oh. he elbow him? Was it a headbutt? No, it was headbutt. Headbutt. I'm sure mm. it was headbutt. Yeah, wow, that was mad. Yeah. Oh. I went for a whole pack of Imodium in that game. I was so sick, but had to be there. That's, that's... <laughs> Uh, anyway, rock and roll, man. I mean, that, that's yeah. definitely more memorable than Pablo Canago, so it's got that going for it. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back of the Nest. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Funtime videos. Choose your match day squad, post match ratings and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Anyway, talking of shit, let's get back into Palace. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brendan Rogers um, talking about Leeds uh, after their 4-1 win, Leicester's 4-1 win against them on the weekend. Or was it Monday night? It might have been Monday night. Um, he said, you've got to deny him space. Um, don't let it turn into a basketball game, basically. Otherwise, they can then play with anyone. But um, they, pick, the- they pick the ball up. <laughs> 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 no, they do not pick the ball up. Um, but this sort of thing, this sounds like a lot of what Brendan Rodgers talks about in and around this game. Um, and you can go and you can, there's videos on YouTube about it where he was talking. I mean, there's it's a video where he's talking about his tactics against Leeds, but he's also got his tongue so far up where it's so Potocino's ass during this um, interview. It's ridiculous as well, but um, that's one to look out for. <laughs> but uh, Heskiff, that sounds like it suits us, right? You deny him space, you, you you don't get you defend tightly, and then they're going to leave your gaps on all over the field if you're if you're good when you're in possession. Well, I definitely don't think we're going to make it a basketball game. So uh, <laughs> I think I think that's that's ticked off the list. Uh, Free scoring Paris, yeah. Palace. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, look, we 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 can we can be very well drilled and well organised and and keep it tight against the opposition, but also, you know, against Wolves, we gave their wing back so much space that you know it, it ruined us for, for the whole game, and you know, I just think Leeds are probably capable of doing the same thing, so. In, on paper, yeah, it, it would suit us in, in that in that respect. But you know, in reality, if if they find a way in and we don't change it, which we, which we didn't until well, I don't think we did really at all. Certainly not until it was too late against Wolves. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna struggle a bit. So yeah, we'll have to be on our have to be on our A game. I think honestly. Yeah. Now it was if, uh, we we did struggle against Wolves to an extent, but. We also did score what was an, an offside goal. Um, we, uh, if Patrick Van Arnold delays his run a little bit, uh, we win a penalty. We had a clear penalty turned down. So, Albert, were we, were we harshly done by in that game? Do you think it could have been very different, if, especially if our players just hold their runs a little bit? Uh, yes, obviously it could have been different. Uh, but I don't think that if if we'd have if we'd have won that game, you know, obviously, you know, goals change games. And if, we, if we'd have won that game based on the rest of the performance, we'd have probably sat here and said, well, we got away, we got away with that one a bit. Uh, you know, there were, there were two, two opportunities that, yeah, like you say, a, a matter of, you know, a millisecond or half a yard. And we got two really good chances of getting two goals in the game. But I don't, I don't think overall we can say that we, we deserved anything more than what we got, to be honest. Um, Wolves were far superior. We, we we did our classic sort of sit back and 
you know, looked a bit lost at times. And, you know, we sit here every week and say we don't create many chances. And again, apart from the the two not very contentious decisions made by ref and VAR to deny us those those opportunities. I don't think we can sit here and say we gave a very good account of ourselves and 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 Wolves didn't deserve the win because, quite frankly, they did. Uh, took the lead, Heskiff, through another Frenchman, one we were linked with. Yeah. It was, a bit, it was all, all frustration all around. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. I texted our friend of the show, Miserable Dave, and was like, just an FYI, that they've got a guy making the debut that we were after for quite a while uh, and didn't sign. Uh, and then texted him off at half time saying, you're welcome. Cause I knew he'd, uh, he, what he, he always has to have something specific to moan about. And it was nice to give him that. Um, I thought he played quite well that eight Nuri. I mean, it was, it was definitely a penalty uh, for his foul on Wilf, but going forward, I thought he looked very good. Um, and it's a sort of performance that I would love to see from, you know, PVA or Mitchell, whoever, and I think I think they're capable. PVA certainly is capable of it. I just think we need to, you, you know, let him let him have a go a bit more. Well, if you look back, we were we've also in the past linked with Samedo, who now plays right back for Wolves, but well, <laughs> he did end up going to Barcelona when we were linked with him. So maybe it was a bit optimistic. But yeah. is this a good sign, Albert, that we are being? our scouting network starting to get a bit better and we are looking at the right players because um, for whatever, I think the reason we didn't get eight Nuri was because of an injury, wasn't it? Maybe I think he broke his jaw quite seriously and whatever, but it's a good sign that we're looking at the right players that are all getting big moves, even if we're not quite getting them over the line at the moment. We can all say we've looked at the good players and wish we signed them, can't we? <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's a bit, like, that- a, bit, a bit like when we were offered Van Dyke for 8 million. Yeah, what was what was the reason we didn't sign him? I can't remember. What did Warnock say? Uh, some, oh, someone said he he wasn't he was he wasn't fast enough. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be, expo- <laughs> he'd be exposed in the Premier League because of his pace. Yeah. <laughs> something something like those. Like, I mean, this is Neil Warnock who did did he sell Leon Court because he didn't have enough scars on his face for a centre back. You haven't got enough yellow cards. You're sat. <laughs> Um, uh, what was the question? Is our scouting network getting better? I mean, yeah, it is. You know, even things like I know, you, I know it's a, it's a, it's a player that you know sort of has started making his name in in this country. But you know, the fact that we we sort of focused on trying to get players like Eze and, and you know, and even Ferguson. You know, we're we're not we're not now reliant on. I mean, this James, you know, James McCarthy isn't uh, a, a too distant memory of a signing, but you know, we, we always like to go for more experienced players who are sort of, you know, only one or two contracts away from, you know, <laughs> being over the hill. So there's definitely been an improvement and a focus on getting in younger talent. Obviously we've only sort of, again, in terms of Ferguson and, and Eze, we've only cast the net as far as the championship, but you know, you like to think that, we're trying to we're trying to attract younger, cheaper talent that you know not all of them come off, not all of them turn into first team players. But it's better than signing the you know the obvious ones that are sort of floating around looking for one final payday. Well, one of those youngsters is Ebayeze, um, Haskiff, um, and I mean a lot of fans are saying, especially after his cameo against Wolves, that we've got to find a way to get him into the first team, but. 
Brendan Rogers has so um, accurately pointed out that the blueprint is to deny him space. So I don't think it's going to be this weekend, is it? <laughs> no. And, and considering also that one of the few quotes I've seen from Roy about Eze is he needs to learn the defensive side of the game. Uh, it doesn't really augur that well for him playing a great deal, which is a shame because I think he, like you say, in his cameos, he's looked very good. And um, and I think when he can link up with players like Wilf, and I, I said it on the pod last week, you know, that we had a little bit against Fulham of him, Wilf, PVA and Gyro. And they're just obviously technically very good. Eze looks very forward thinking. You know, he wants to go forward with the ball. Um, he's exactly what, we've needed and you know what we're all excited about when he signed so it would be nice if we actually bloody saw him for more than sort of 15 minutes at the end of the game well what, what did you think for think of him for the few minutes that he played in the middle after Luca got sent off I've, like he's still dropping the shoulder in there not caring and it, it would be bold to have that but I, I quite enjoyed it yeah it would be bold but like I've said and I think we've all said in the show it's like we, we might as well give it a go you know um, obviously, I don't expect us to go gung ho, you know, seven man up front or whatever. But if you've got players who can affect the game positively by getting the ball in the middle and, and moving it forward, then it seems a bit stupid to to spend all that money on a player that's been lauded as you know the best player in the championship. And everyone, like all the pundits, saying he's going to be some player, you know, he, he's going to be brilliant. Just let him loose. Uh, it seems a bit bit stupid to not give it a go every now and again. Now, Albert, you've got your hand up that you remind, said I should remind you to wash. Yeah, that's the that's the right one. Um, do you think do you think Eze suffering from the fact that Wilf's playing this more sort of free role up top? Do you think if Wilf was strictly out wide, there'd be room for Eze maybe in a sort of number ten behind the striker role? No, I think I, I think. He's been struggling to get game time mainly because Andros Townsend has decided to pull his foot out of his ass and um, foot out of his ass isn't finger out of his ass is the expression, isn't it? I mean, and, neither's good. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's got a couple of goals or at least one goal. He's got some assists, um, and you know, obviously Roy loves the defensive output from Andros as well. So, um, in that sense, it's it's probably that that's keeping him out. And perhaps the formation as well, we could squeeze them all in if we played it, if we went back to playing a more sort of traditional Palace 4-2-3-1 and you could play him in behind the striker. But yeah, I, at the moment, I just, uh, Jeff Schlupp's in at left on the left-hand side and that's that's how it's going to be, isn't it? You know, you know, Hodgson loves Schlupp, loves the work he does off the ball as well. So with his two favourite defensive wingers, both fit and um, in form, according to him, it's not going to, I don't think there's going to be anything for him at the moment. And then Heskiff, there's that worry then that is he the new Max Meyer? Your chance to impress is 15 minutes off the bench when we're 1 0 down. Yeah, in a position that you're not used to playing in. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. That, that, that is a bit of a worry, to be fair. I think the only positive in that respect is he signed a five year contract and Roy's probably gone in the summer. <laughs> Which sounds harsh to Roy, but it, it again, it would be a shame if we if that does happen, that because that means you've had a whole season where he's just been sat on the bench, and you're not getting the most out of a player that's legitimately exciting. Um, you know, we, we I think we're allowed to have more than one exciting player. I know we've got Wilf, and he is arguably the most exciting player we've ever had, certainly that I've seen. But it's it's all right to have two. I think someone needs to tell Roy it's all right. 
You can, you can doesn't mean just because we've got them doesn't mean they have to play though. All right, Roy, who let Roy in? <laughs> well, we signed him so no one else could. That was basically our game plan. Basically, yeah. Roy's too old for that much excitement. I think I've nailed it. Like if, <laughs> if it's too exciting on the pitch, Roy's at risk. <laughs> there, there you go. That's what we're looking for. Um, well, I mean, Luke is now out for three matches, as we previously um, talked about. Albert, you you thought it was a stonewall red, but a bit, you know, unfortunate, but it was a red. Uh, are you surprised that we appealed it? Uh, I always find the appeal thing, like, a bit weird when it's not something that's completely... Like, you know, if... If and, and judging by you know our WhatsApp groups and and the reaction on Twitter, like it seemed pretty fifty fifty in that people were like oh that's that's not a red and people that were red. And I think if it's if it's fifty fifty, you're never going to get it over uh, overturned. So what's the point in appealing? Um, but I guess I guess it was worth appealing because mate, you know I think the thing is that you know the ball he, he gets the ball a bit but it's what you know it's the it's everything else around it you know it is studs up it is kind of you know it's high um you know everyone everyone's saying oh he was really late he was really late he, i don't think even he, i don't think he was particularly late myself it's just one of those things where he's, he's gone in you know it, it, it's it, it's misleading that and that's what sort of made me think oh it's it's a bit harsh but you know he, he gets the ball but like i say it's what he, it's what he does to the to the geezer's leg so it's yeah, not like the, it's not the biggest injustice in the world. No, I don't think you can be late when you get the ball. I think it's the obviously it's clearly just a follow through. And ask if getting the ball isn't the rules anymore, is it? And if you follow through and you endanger the other player, it's a red card. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a red all day long. And it's another thing where people say, "Oh, we we didn't mean to do it." Well, I mean, people don't mean to give away penalties, but they give away penalties. You know, people don't mean to be a second too late but they are whether whether he I'm sure he didn't go in thinking I'm going to annihilate this bloke's ankle um do you think Roy Keane um meant to do David Buss like chop his oh, leg into that <laughs> <laughs> um, no, wasn't Buss was it it wasn't Buss Buss no, was, was the accidental one Harlan Alfinger Harlan yeah, yeah. Um, what was it he said was it he screams at him when he's on the floor um Pretty sure it involves a C word, which I know. <laughs> Paul Pogba should be doing more in midfield. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't. I can't remember. I mean, do we care? I think it was take that, you. <laughs> oh, I mean, first, Sam, the first the producer, first producer Sam's going to be furious. The first C bond like, of the episode, and it's not me. So thanks, Albert. I mean, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I think if I think if you're quoting someone, it's allowed, isn't it? <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? Uh, I'm just checking the quote now. Producer Sam went out and bought a sleigh today, and um, even the joy of owning a sleigh isn't going to um, get her over the fact that she now has to bleep a C bomb from Albert. You're a disgrace. <laughs> it's not going to be the quote either, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's to turn out the quote was like, "Oh, you're right. Sorry about that." Right, right. Well, well, instead of just filling, um, let's fill with something relevant. Haskiff, is it just James MacArthur comes back in? Yep. I, I can't see it being anything different. I mean, it should be anyway, even if Luca wasn't suspended, in my opinion. But yeah, I think I think it should. Him and Gyro have been good this season. They've been the best. I, I think they're the best um, 
two that we can play. They complement each other really well. They work really hard, which, as you say, you know, if we're trying to keep it tight against a team like Leeds, you need you need to have a lot of energy in, in your midfield. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he'll come back. He'll slot in. It'll be no problem. I, I think we'll probably be better for it, to be honest. So, probably the easiest decision Roy will make this season. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, Albert, did you get any joy? Yeah, I'm. yes, I think so. <laughs> Would you believe it? Any references to it have been starred out. So I can't necessarily say that the, uh, the four-letter word here is the C word, but leave it with me. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. Um, I, I, I fucking hit him hard, Keen admitted. The ball was there, I think. Take that, you... You four-letter word. But that's what he wrote in his book. So whether that's actually what he said to him... Ah... Uh... Come on, you're going to split hairs? <laughs> well, I think he did indeed. But um, right, I think we'll just get into predictions then. Albert, Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy Big Bollets, Neil Mope of the pod um, when it comes to predictions. Well, what you got for us? 2-1. Uh, Take that, you <laughs> c- <laughs> <laughs> uh, To Leeds or Palace? To Palace. Okay, um, but the, the one the one will be scored by Patrick Bamford. Oh God, uh, he's talking he to Billy Big Bollocks. He missed an absolute sitter against Leeds, uh, Leicester. Sorry, from about three yards out. But um, we all know about those missing sitters. What about you, Hesketh? What's the score going to be? I know you think Bamford's going to score as well. Yeah, I'm going to flip it. It'll be two one to Leeds, and Patrick Bamford will score two. And. Mishy will have a goal disallowed for offside. Well, yeah. Oh, nailed on. Yeah. It goes out saying. Yeah, it the, the sky is blue, in, in other words. Um, right, I'll go up. I don't know. I'll go for 1 1. No, no, no Patrick Bamford goals. Um, but he might go down softly to win a penalty or something. Does he take their penalties? I don't know. 1 1. I'll go with 1 1. I'll. I'll uh, that is slightly optimistic because I do think we're probably going to lose, aren't we? But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what I think anymore. We're going to end it. We're going to end it here mainly because I've just read um, what Albert's written in the um, in our WhatsApp group about Brendan Rogers. So it's not to be shared on the pod, but I definitely want to hear it. So we've got an international break coming up. <laughs> um, we'll be back after that normal time uh, Thursday, the Thursday after in your ears. Um, any idea who we've got? Is We've got an easy run of games, haven't we? Shouldn't be taking all the points. Burnley? Anyone? Uh, yeah, Burnley and then Newcastle, I think. Sorry, I was just thrown that you said easy run of games. <laughs> yeah. What are you fucking on about? Yeah, it won't. I mean, Burnley have one point. I mean... Well, they'll soon have four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're probably right. Okay, anyway, look, until next time, up the palace.
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.